It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 450 of Locked on Raptors for Tuesday, January 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked on Podcast Network with Team Focus shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked on Fantasy with Josh Lloyd going strong. We've got Locked on NBA Daily with a bunch of different hosts from across the network chipping in there. Weekly contributions from Sam Amick and Ben Golliver. On the NFL side, we've got... A whole bunch of NFL content for you as well. If you are a fan of one of the four teams playing in the conference championships this weekend, make sure you're finding the corresponding Lockdown show. I'm sure there'll be some sort of crossover episode between the two teams competing with each other in the AFC and NFC championship games. So make sure you're listening to Lockdown Rams, Lockdown Saints, Lockdown Patriots, and Lockdown Chiefs. And uh, if your team just lost over the weekend, listen to the corresponding show as well. Eagles, Colts, Chargers... The other team that lost, the Cowboys, make sure you're checking out those shows too. Uh, Lots of great stuff on the Locked On NFL Network. And if you find a show on the network that you like, please make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. All the places you get your podcasts It's extremely helpful and uh, very nice and uh, helps with algorithms and making us more visible and collecting new listeners and all that good stuff. And also, if you got a smart speaker over the holidays, whether it is a uh, the A word, I'm sitting next to my own very A word one that I don't want to say and, and turn her on. Um, so if you got an A word, a Google Home, a uh, whatever, the Apple Home or I iHome, whatever, I don't know what the Apple one is, but. If you got a smart speaker over the holidays, you can use it to play the Locked On Podcast Network. Just say the name of your smart speaker, then say play podcast Locked On Raptors or Locked On Chiefs or Locked On Seahawks or whatever team you're interested in, and it will play that podcast willy-nilly for you. It's super easy and great, so make sure you're using your smart speakers, if you have them, to play the Locked On Podcast Network and never, ever touch a button again. Uh, all right, on today's show... It's an off day for the Raptors. We talked about the Wizards game yesterday. Uh, of course, the Celtics are coming up on Wednesday. We will talk about that game on Wednesday uh, before that game gets going. We'll probably record a podcast Tuesday night or something like that. So stay tuned for that. But uh, with the off day, it seems like a good time to uh, go through our all-star teams and try to predict who's going to be on the all-star East and West teams. And joining me to do so in this venture is Vivek Jacob. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, not bad. Enjoying the off day, although... Now with the Aussie Open on, um, it's kind of nonstop for me. So, yeah. but I'm enjoying it. I love it. Yeah, I uh, was telling yesterday's guest Joe Wolfon that really my only intake of tennis the last like three years has been his pieces on it. I might have to start reading yours as well because um, I don't really watch tennis. It's just it never really kind of comes across my TV, but I do enjoy good tennis content. So uh, sweet. You have stuff for Sportsnet on tennis going on right now. So with Sportsnet, they're kind of light on the tennis stuff. So I usually do like a takeaways from the Australian Open right. I mean, on each Grand Slam. Um, I'm going to try and do one like after each week. Mm. Uh, but what I used to do before was at my blog, I used to write up whatever I wanted about uh, whatever I found interesting. Mm. Um, the blog no longer exists, but I'm looking to get something else started. So maybe stay tuned for that. Ooh, nice little tease. Shout out to deleting your uh, old blogs. I did that with my own uh, that I started with way back in the day. It was horrible. 
I had a terrible name, and I won't even utter it in case it does still exist somewhere on the internet. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right, today's show, getting to the business today. We're going to be picking our all-star teams. We're not going to be picking what we think will happen because... That will require us to talk about people like Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade, who I don't think are really worth talking about in the All-Star conversation. Uh, Wade, because I don't think he'll actually make it, just because I feel like the coaches aren't really going to vote him in. And, I mean, we can talk about this, I suppose. But uh, the players and coaches, like, they have to vote him in, I think, to get him into the one of those two starting spots. Uh, he's second right now behind Kyrie Irving in the fan voting. And then Derrick Rose, I just never want to talk about Derrick Rose ever because he's the worst. Um, so we're going to be picking the teams that we think should be the all-star teams. We'll go starters and reserves for the East, then starters reserves for the West. Uh, we'll yell at each other where we disagree. We will uh, try to iron out some cases. I have a couple either ors that I can't quite nail down just yet. Uh, and we will talk about those guys as well. Uh, Vivek, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. All right, so the East starters I think is probably the easiest of all of the uh, sort of sections of players to come up with. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving for me as the guards, and then Kawhi, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid as the front court guys. Do you have any disagreement there? Um, I guess I had. Wait, who was your backcourt? Kemba I had Kemba and, and Kyrie Irving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. Um, I, I mean, I think I had Lowry in there just because the team is winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have Kemba off the bench, but right. no issues with Kemba. Okay. I think uh, Kyle missing as many games as he did, and like Kemba being just so obviously the only thing keeping the Hornets even remotely relevant. And they're not particularly right. relevant. They're, what, 7th in the East? 8th uh, in the East now, I think, is the Nets won last night against Boston. But, like, without him, I, they're probably, like, Cavs level. And I yeah. I want to reward that because Kemba Walker deserves... Also, the game is in Charlotte. I don't mind giving the, throwing a, the dude a bone. He's on Charlotte. Like, ha- having him start at home would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, that so, is cool. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even think about that, so... Yeah. yeah, you got you, you swung my vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right on. Uh, so yeah, shouts to Kemba. He rules, and I hope he finds somewhere good to play. That's not Charlotte in the near future, whether at the deadline or in the off season. Um, if there was someone in the front court in the Eastern Conference who would have a case to sneak in instead of one of Kawhi, Giannis, or Joel Embiid, is there someone you can even sort of pretend to make a case for? Because I don't even think it's remotely close. Those two are, those three are just so obviously the three for me. Um, but I don't know. Do you have any other ideas? No, it's not close at all, right? Because mm-hmm. you think about who, who, what names do come up, it, it would be like Blake Griffin and maybe Vucevic, right? Yeah. That's, so yeah, it's not it's not close at all. The um, voting right now is the stands for East front court players is very strange uh, it's got Giannis 1 Kawhi 2 and Bede 3 Jason Tatum 4 uh, he has not been uh, all-star level this season I don't think Jimmy Butler's 5th Blake Griffin 6th Vince Carter is 7th that'd be kind of fun <laughs> I don't think yep. it's gonna happen nor should it because he plays like 11 minutes a game but that'd be kind of cool uh, Gordon Hayward somehow is 8th because Boston I guess uh, Pascal Siakam is ninth, and then Al Horford is 10th I don't think any of Tatum, Hayward, or Horford deserve to be on the team. I guess we'll get that to we'll get to that with our reserves, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's slim pickings for East front court guys, as it is slim pickings for East guards. Really, I mean, we talked about this last week. This is what kind of why why I wanted to do this podcast is because we mentioned a bit of All Star stuff last week, sort of theorizing how many Raptors were going to be on the All Star team, which of course we'll yeah. cover here today. And we were doing our prop yeah. bets last week. And, like, it has not gotten, as I've, like, dug into it, it's only gotten uglier and sadder as I try to fill out this East All-Star team, man. It's not pretty. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, man. No, it's brutal. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, uh, so let's go to the reserves. I'll just rattle mine off. So just to clarify, it's two guards, three forwards, and then two wild cards is how they do it for the reserves, right? 
yes, I believe okay. so. Okay, so uh, my two guards, Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, my front court guys, Nick Vucevic, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, and wild cards, Victor Oladipo, and then one of Ben Simmons or Jimmy Butler. I can't decide who should be the second Sixers All-Star. Uh, maybe we can discuss that more in depth. Uh, do you have uh, many differentiations for me in terms of your reserves for the East team? So for my guards, um, it's three guards, right? Two guards, three front three court guards. guys, and then two okay. wild cards. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my two guards, I've got uh, Ola Depot and where is my list? Lowry, right? I guess I, I guess I have Simmons as a guard. Okay. Well, Simmons is officially a guard, I believe, uh, and apparently they're being very strict about it this year with the voting. So Simmons is a guard. Okay, yeah. So Simmons would be the guard. Um, the front court spots uh, would be Middleton, um, Miles Turner. Ooh. And where is my other guy? So this is where I was debating between Vucevic and Blake Griffin. Okay. And I could not come up with a solution uh, <laughs> but because uh, the Magic have won one more game. Actually, you know what? The Pistons have a better point differential, though. I'm going to go with Blake Griffin. Okay. I just went with Especially both. For that. Maybe that's weird, but I went with both. Uh, so then I guess my my two wildcard spots. So that's where... So now Lowry's out of the starting spot, so he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so my debate was whether I should pick someone from a winning team or at least like almost there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was debating Josh Richardson uh, from Miami, right? Because um, the because the other two would be Vucevic and Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal obviously is an All Star caliber player, um, much more than Josh Richardson at this point. Um, but I also don't think you should be eight games under 500 at this point. So I'm going to give it to, um, Josh Richardson. Okay. That's very, he's like the least all-star guy in the world. Just like, he's so unsaid. He's good, but like, just bizarre to think of him as an all-star. more separation atop the East, Mm -hmm. I would probably go with Ibaka or Siakam. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that's what I did. I think when I put out a tweet about a month ago, mm-hmm. when they had that four or five game lead, um, and I'd say the same thing for the Bucks. If, if they had separation at the top, then I'd probably say they deserve three, and I'd go with, you know, um, Giannis Middleton and one of Bledsoe or Brook Lopez. I think it'd be kind of fun, uh, kind of fun to watch Brook Lopez shoot those threes in the All Star game. <laughs> uh, so you left yeah. off both Simmons and Butler. No, I have Simmons in there. I, Simmons was my guard, remember? Oh, right, okay. So, yeah. all right, so we There's kind of... Okay, so your two guards then were Oladipo and Simmons, you said, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I think I'm leaning Simmons over Butler for my second wild card as well. What was your logic for putting Simmons ahead of Butler? Um, just uh, some of the stuff that Butler has been going with, uh, like off the court, uh, it's just kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, at a certain point, you've got to look in the mirror and realize that maybe you're the problem, and maybe you need to ease up on how you're handling things. Very good tweet uh, you had last week, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I think that was just my personal choice. Um, obviously, uh, there's no debate on what he is capable of on the basketball court. He is certainly an all-star caliber player. Um. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving Philly three All Stars over uh, Indiana, Milwaukee, or Toronto. Yeah, I'm putting Simmons on as well over Butler. I'm officially making that call. Uh, Butler has been fine with the Sixers, but they're not winning a ton. And yeah, they don't deserve three. There's no way just because of the yeah. star power. Like I don't think they deserve three. They might get three just because sometimes All Star voting is dumb and not uh, totally a meritocracy, and it's more just like a lifetime achievement thing. But uh, yeah, considering that he like bitched his way out of Minnesota and is now threatening to bitch his way out of Philadelphia at some point, like I think Simmons like Simmons has this like really bad rap because of the lack of threes, which yeah, like maybe shoot a three at some point, you coward, but like he's still insanely good and he's only twenty two and the fact that he's putting up like seventeen, nine, and eight 
is uh, is wild, and he's shooting like sixty percent from the or fifty eight percent from the field. Like I don't know, man. I, I think he gets slept on. He's also an extremely good defender, um, and like the Sixers were just fine with him and Embiid before they traded for Butler. And I would argue maybe they should not have made that trade because Covington and Saric were such nice little complimentary pieces to those guys. Like, I, I don't know if I love that move at the time, just depth-wise. Obviously, you get the talent, but seeing how it's all played out, uh, I wonder if, like, you gave Elton Brand truth serum, if he would go back and do trades he's back, see if, he's, if he could right now. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Ben Simmons is really good and gets slept on a little bit. And, like, the thought of trading him right now seems fucking insane to me. Like... Yeah, I know, you know, everyone loves to, like, you know, loves the threes. Just the threes are all that matters. But, like, there's also other stuff that he's extremely good at that people kind of gloss over when they say, oh, but he doesn't shoot threes. Like, him not shooting threes doesn't cancel out all the other really, really cool and kind of unique and revolutionary stuff he does. He's amazing, and I think he's more deserving than Butler right now. Um, And then I guess the other places we disagree, you have Miles Turner, huh? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I think he's been a huge part of their defense. I think he's been there all season. Yeah, obviously, he's been a little hurt, banged up of late. But, um, yeah, I, I think at 28 and 14, they're close enough uh, to the Raptors and Bucks to deserve two. Okay. Um, especially if Billy's getting two, so that's why I did that. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, giving two to the top four teams makes some sense. Um, I just... Vucevic has been so good, and I know the Magic are disappointing and whatever, depressing, um, but right. I guess that's like our one little uh, differentiation here right now is uh, Vucevic and... Um, uh, I guess anything, you could probably talk me into Vucevic over Josh Richardson. Okay, I mean, as like a wild card? Yeah. All right. So that's something I could, I, I, I could swing that way, but... Um, yeah, I think I think Miles Turner deserves to be there. I, I, just with the way the East has been, I just like rewarding uh, the winning teams. Mm-hmm. That's just how I've always viewed it. Yeah. Um, and especially when I started looking at, you know, Magic five games under, Pistons six games under, Wizards eight games under. Like, oh, these teams just, all suck ass. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I struggle with that stuff. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think the Magic have played above expectations, and that's why I would say Vucevic. Because like I thought they were gonna be like just as good as like the the Hawks, right? And they've been better than that. And like they've fallen back to earth, and you know maybe they're not going to end up being a you know borderline playoff team by the end of the season. Maybe they'll fall off, but um, I think Vucevic has done enough, and like his numbers are pretty gargantuan. I would say. Yeah. That I'd give it to him over Turner, but it's close. Because Turner, yeah, I, I do like the idea of like rewarding defense in All-Star games, which doesn't seem to really get enough recognition. All-Star games are kind of like infected with the same sickness that like the six-man award is, where it's like, oh, look at those points totals. And they kind of gloss over, I think, defense. And Turner's been insane. He's leading the league in blocks per game right now, um, which I know isn't everything, but is quite a significant leap for him from where he's been. And, you know, he's shooting 39% from deep on two attempts a game. He is, you know, I think with the, with the Pacers, their team sort of counting stats are probably a little bit depressed compared to most of the league just because they do try to play a slower pace. They do try to grind it right. down a little bit. So maybe, you know, on a different team, Turner would be up at like 14 points a game as opposed to 13 or 14 and a half, 15. Um, and, you know, yeah, he's been really good. I. I, he's on my fringe list for sure. He's one of the right. first guys I wrote down. He's next to Pascal Siakam on my fringe li- fringe list right now. Um, yeah. And like, wouldn't be shocked if he got in as like an injury replacement or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I think I think I'd take Vucevic over him just because of the the expectations of the Magic and the way they've kind of overperformed them. Even if they're nineteen and twenty four, like they could still make the playoffs in the East, which is you know obviously an indictment of the East. But um, like Vucevic is playing with not you know a particularly great supporting cast and he's doing what he's doing and like he's been that he's been good for a long time too and kind of never gotten any sort of love for it he's never been this good or dominant but um i do think there's something to like kind of throwing him a bone and then with beal i I guess that's the other uh conflict we have i have him instead of richardson I just think maybe it's recency bias because I saw what he did against the Raptors on Sunday in that really, really dumb game that we talked about in yesterday's podcast. But, like, 
he's amazing, and I don't know how much he deserves the blame in the whole Wizards fiasco. I mean, they have terrible roster construction, and they've had bad players, and like they employ a Morris brother and Dwight Howard and John Wall, and it's just like Beal feels like the least, you know, obvious culprit for everything that's gone wrong with Washington over the last few years. And the way he's played with Wall out has kind of pushed him over. Like, I think before Wall got hurt, I probably would have left Beal off. But seeing how he's played in whatever the seven or eight games that Wall's missed, like, okay, maybe this, you know, has added a little bit of juice to his case for me. Um, So that's why I'd put him over Richardson because, like, the Heat I don't find to be all that impressive. I think you could argue Justice Winslow is almost as deserving as Richardson even too. So, um, and like, Yeah, I'll, I'll give you Vucevic over Josh Richardson. Okay, all right. We've, we've reached a happy medium here. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Vooch over Jay Rich. I mean, I still won't... Uh, I don't I don't feel great about it just because, like, right now I'm looking at the net ratings. Like, the Wizards and Magic are 24th and 25th in net rating in the league. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> um, and then... Uh, yeah, so that, that's why I just can't... I just can't have, like, as much as Beal is doing individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day... I, the one thing we know with the Wizards is, you know, the biggest problem they have is they can't bring that same energy that they bring for Toronto or Boston or whoever um, for those mediocre teams. And that's why the, their regular season records end up being so poor, mm-hmm. right? Like the last, so over last season and this season combined, they're 30 and 25 against teams under 500. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> that's real bad. Yeah. They're a so what a frustrating team. I can't imagine being a Wizards fan. I mean, it's funny, <laughs> and I like to laugh at Wizards fans, but also that seems like kind of the worst kind of hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so just a couple more East notes. Any notable snubs for you that you were like really itching to put on, but just couldn't find a place for them? I mean, I I really like Beal, right? Like yeah. But but the but just the way that things have uh, played out this year, I, I just I just can't have him on there. Yeah. Um. So that's the one guy uh, I'd probably look at. Um, Who would you would, put? Uh, um, Raptors related. Who would you put on first, Ibaka or Siakam? So I, I I would go Ibaka just because of you know the expectation that Siakam should be able to get there again. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um. So with Ibaka, this this is probably his his last shot. Maybe maybe he can do this again next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd, uh, you would think that the East won't be quite as bad next year. And you know you should have Chris Stops back, and and who knows what'll happen with the player movement. But uh, yeah, I think that this is probably Ibaka's best shot. Um, so yeah, I now think I would. Now you got me thinking about Ibaka versus Vucevic. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> former front court pals. <laughs> so, um, I, I think Siakam is more deserving, especially considering, and it's not entirely Ibaka's fault, but he's kind of fallen off a little bit recently, and that has to do with a Kyle missing some time, and b just kind of being overworked and put into positions where he's not kind of being optimized, just because Jonas is out and he kind of has to play more in uh, right. substandard conditions, but like. Siakam, I think, has been, like, just the better player, and his numbers recently have been outstanding. I mean, putting up 24-19 against the Wizards was delightful, and he's always adding in two, three steals, three, four assists, a couple blocks. Like, he's been pretty prolific in recent weeks, and I think he's kind of cemented himself pretty obviously as the third best player on the team, and that might have been the case from the jump, but, like, I don't even think it's a question anymore. I think most people outside of Toronto probably realize that now, too, and he's no longer this, like, well-kept secret and his numbers, like, I think uh, Eric Kareen wrote about this in The Athletic and just sort of how his statistical case isn't quite up to the standard of a lot of first-time guys. But, like, mm-hmm. his numbers are kind of remind me of, like, Draymond Greedy numbers, right? Where it's not like he's the obvious, you know, offensive go-to guy on the team, but everything he does is so um, gluey and just kind of brings everything together. And... I just, you know, he's played every game except for two, I think, and has kind of been sort of a steadying force when, you know, Kyle and Kawhi have missed a bunch of time and Jonas has been out. Like, you can always count on Siakam doing some insane shit in a game. 
Um, so yeah. I think he's probably more deserving as a like this season alone case. But yeah, the lifetime achievement thing for Ibaka is not a bad call either. Uh, I don't think either of them and is going to get Ibaka's on. Ibaka's got a bit of that Draymond going for him too. I think yeah, defensively, yeah. he's been he's, he's been, been awesome. incredible. Yeah. yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, whether or not I would put Turner ahead of those two is very interesting and difficult. I think there's not like a bunch of obvious snubs. I thought there were going to be more. Like Jimmy Butler, I guess, is one. Um, and then yeah. Andre Drummond, I suppose, but like the the Pistons certainly don't deserve two All Stars. And then yeah. like I guess Jason Tatum would be the second Celtic. If you were to put a second Celtic on the All Star team, would it be Jason Tatum or like Marcus Morris? I mean, Marcus Morris might have a better case this season. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you had to pick before the season, you probably would have said, you know, Tatum and Kyrie or Horford and Kyrie, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, the way people were proclaiming Boston to dominate the East, you figured they probably had three in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, so to see them now with most likely one uh, is kind of hilarious. Um, num, 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 yeah. num, num, num. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think at the end of the day, I think it's the 20th. When do, I think the starters get announced um, on the on this Thursday, is it? It might be this Thursday on TNT. Yeah, the, yeah and... And or no, 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 sorry. The the final uh, band votes are in this Thursday. Okay. Then they announce the starters on the twenty fourth. Okay. And then they announce the reserves on the thirty first. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I, I think for me, if if I had till the thirty first, I'd probably, you know, say, uh, let's see what, what kind of separation Toronto has at the top of the East. Mm-hmm. Um by then and then you know if they're back at that four or five game lead at the top of the east i'd probably go back to giving them three all-stars last uh east note last raptors note before we go to the west quickly um if you were over the next two weeks uh, do you see any realm of possibility over the next two weeks in which pascal siakam or serge Ibaka, but probably siakam considering how he's played supplants kyle lowry as your wild card no, no, no. I, I I don't see it. I mean, I if 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 I had to pick between who is more likely to do it, I mean Siak- Siakam. I think he's got the hype train going for him, right? Everyone just loves watching him play. So yeah, um, I think that might be able to push him into the All Star team. Um, but ahead of Kyle Lowry, I can't see that. Fair enough. Uh, everyone, before we move to the Western Conference, just want to remind you to make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network's Twitter and Instagram feeds at Locked On NBA Net and at Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's great. You don't have to go follow all 60 bazillion hosts on each network. Uh, just follow the NFL or NBA account, and you're just going to get it all condensed into one feed, all retweeted, whether it's fresh podcast, breaking news reaction, live tweeting during games, all that good stuff. It's just going to be filtered into one Twitter feed for you. You can keep your follower account low and all that good stuff. Um, and then on Instagram, it's a nice way to liven up your feed. You follow one of the at locked on NBA net or at locked on NFL net, maybe both. And you get little snippets of podcasts from the biggest stories of the day into your feed. It's a nice way to liven it up and break up the uh, pictures of your friends' engagements and trips and all this stuff. Um, and uh, if you want to go listen to the full podcast, you can. Or you just get your little condensed take and you get your Houston Rockets or your LA Lakers or whatever news of the day into your ears. And you get to watch a little video clip to go along with it. It's a great little way to liven up your Instagram feed. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network at Locked On NBA Net and at Locked On NBA NFL Net, sorry, on Instagram and Twitter. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Vivek, let's do the Western Conference All-Stars. Did you have any sort of philosophy when you were going through the West? The West is so weird this year um, that I have a principle that I stuck to for the most part. And I'm wondering if you had any sort of, uh, you know, process for putting together your team. Um, Again... I wanted to reward the winning team, so I uh, 
probably gave uh, Denver one more All Star than people people would probably have. Okay. Um, so I've got Jokic and Murray both as All Stars. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, yeah. Just because I mean, atop the West, looking at how difficult that conference is, I mean, they, these guys missed out on the playoffs last year. Yeah. Like that's that's a crazy improvement, and as amazing as Jokic is, and as much as uh, he looks like. Uh, a strong MVP candidate I had to have more than just one guy for them okay um, so my philosophy was outside of the Warriors I would not be giving any team more than one because I think there are so many teams that have been pretty good who deserve to right. have at least one all-star um, mm-hmm. so I'm doing like the MLB thing mostly or the NHL thing where like a lot of teams are getting one rep um, so yeah, so uh, the difference for you and me is just I, I just did it for Golden State and Denver. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so let's go get through our starters here. The starters is mostly easy, except I think there's one sort of spot that could be up for debate, kind of between three guys. Uh, so I think the guards are pretty obvious. Steph and Harden. Harden's fucking right. insane, man. Oh my god, he's so awesome. <laughs> uh, I got KD, I got LeBron, and I got Paul George. And I know Anthony Davis is probably like probably deserving ahead of LeBron based on minutes played and all that stuff and games played, but uh, it's tough. I don't really know. LeBron was like the Lakers are really good by the time LeBron got hurt and they've been bad without him. And to me, that builds his All Star case more than takes away from it. Uh, what was your starting five? Um, yeah, so I had LeBron, KD, and Jokic. Um, I found it really tough between PG and Jokic. Um, I, I just went with Jokic because they're atop the West and they've been incredible. And Jokic has been so ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you said I was answering a text. <laughs> <laughs> it was an important text, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went. Uh, I went LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Nikola Jokic. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think Paul George has been awesome and. Uh, I did not include Russell Westbrook on my team. Neither did I. I thought Paul George, like, yeah, Jokic is tough, man. So you didn't even think about putting Davis in there. Oh, no. No? Huh. I I just, that's that's just how I am when it comes to winning, man. You sound like Jeff Van Gundy right now. (laughs) (laughs) How do you impact winning, referees, and things of that nature? (laughs) Like... One team's 16 games over 500. The other one's two games below. That is uh, correct and fair. All right. I see what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't put Anthony Davis in there either. So, I, But, yeah, putting Jokic ahead of Paul George, I think, is uh, not a bad call. Honestly, the most— and I mean, realistically, going into this season, if someone were to tell you that, oh, um, the Pelicans would be battling the Nuggets for home court advantage— Yeah. You, especially the way the Pelicans swept uh, the Blazers' uh, last playoffs, and then you know, kind of, you know, looked it looked all right against the Warriors. You, you, you probably would have said, yeah, that, that's probably a good bet. Yeah, so that's fair. See that separation now, like, yeah, it, it, I can't not start Jokic. This definitely won't happen because he's LeBron and he plays for the Lakers, and like he will always get all the votes. But like. I think there's like an argument on merit to say that this year the top the three front court guys should be Jokic, Paul George, and KD, and like LeBron not in there. Um, yeah, like it's, I can see it. it seems sacrilege to say that LeBron shouldn't start the All Star game, but um, I don't know. It, it's like, very, very like I think you would put KD, Paul George, and Jokic all ahead of LeBron in the MVP conversation. So why shouldn't that stand to reason for the starters as well? And I'm saying this is a person who's starting LeBron. <laughs> I don't know if I'd put KD ahead of LeBron in the MVP conversation. Mm. Um, yeah, like, you look at that Lakers team. Like, they, they were on pace for what? Somewhere between 48, 50 wins before yeah. he got out? And they've been so, pissed since he's been out. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Just pee. It's like a big pile of bowl full of urine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the reserves, I suppose. Uh <laughs> So my guards, I have Demar and Damian Lillard as my two guards. I have Davis, Jokic, Rudy Gobert. Um, Gobert, I, but some people might scoff at, but like the Jazz are up to fourth in defense, and 
They're four or five points better when he's on the court defensively, and I don't think Donovan Mitchell is the deserving all-star in that team, so give give me Gobert. Um, I got Tobias Harris, and I can't decide between De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald for my second wild card. I, I, I just, I can't. It's too hard. They're too equal statistically, too equal, I think, in importance. I think Buddy Heald's probably the more impressive stat line guy, but Fox feels more important to what the Kings have done. Uh, we can right. get to that later. What is your set of reserves? Uh, my set of reserves. Uh, so let's see. My guards. So I had Jamal Murray, um, as I mentioned. I have Damian Lillard. Um, then I've got PG-13. Tobias Harris. Uh, Rudy Gobert. And then my two wild cards. I have LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis. Okay. So where do we differentiate here? You don't have Demar. No, I, so that 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 was a toss up between Demar and Aldridge because I couldn't yeah. uh, I couldn't do both. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was a tough one, uh, but I went with Aldridge. Uh, maybe a bit of recency bias with that insane game he had uh, the other night against the Thunder, mm. but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, DeMar has been awesome. It is just the West is so stacked, and, yeah, I could only give the Spurs one, so I went with Aldridge. Okay, yeah, I, I was only giving them one as well. I think DeMar has probably been more important to their success considering just the, the playmaking that he's kind of expanded upon from last year and the year before and sort of just blossomed into just, like, their full-on point guard, especially with guys out at that spot for them, with, like, Murray and Derek White missing a bunch of the season. Like, I think DeMar deserves a ton of credit for kind of instantly being plopped into that offense and making it good. Um, right. Despite his three-point shooting not being particularly good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think DeMar is probably a little bit more deserving than Aldridge. And then, yeah, Lillard's pretty easy for me. Davis was easy. Uh, even though his team has not been awesome, I just like they're kind of a butt roster outside of the top four guys, and they can't even play yeah. for either two or their top. You know, they're three forwards. You can only play two of them at once, which sucks, and is probably an indictment of Dell Demps and his uh, you know piece it together roster building. Um, <laughs> Jokic, yeah, there's an argument for him to start. You're totally right. Um, over Paul George or LeBron or KD, really, maybe Jokic is more deserving than all three of those guys to start. I don't know, but. Um, so you didn't yeah. have Tobias Harris either. I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I, I, all right. I glossed over that. Um, uh, you see, so you didn't have Gobert. I did have Gobert. Where? Who am I missing? That. So, basically, I had Aldridge in for Demar. Okay. Right? You had Demar. I had Aldridge. Yeah. Um, did you have Towns? I did not have Towns. Okay. Neither did I. Okay. You. So you had Fox. I did not. I have one of Fox or Healed. Right. I don't so know I who neither. yet. I have neither, right? Okay. So. I think the Kings have been a fucking awesome story, and they deserve an all-star. And the fact that they're winning at the same clip as a lot of these other teams, like they have the same yeah. record as the uh, the Lakers and essentially the Jazz, and they're not far behind the Spurs. The Lakers right. out of the playoffs right now. That's wild. Um, I just yeah. think, I think they deserve an all-star. I think Fox has been amazing. And has been sort of more of the, I think maybe the catalyst of their leap this year. But Heald has been ridiculous, man. Like he's shooting, what are his shooting lines right now? He's uh, at 60% true shooting. He is averaging, um, where the hell are we here? He's averaging 20 with uh, four boards and two assists. And he's shooting 44% from deep on seven attempts a game. Like he's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, he has. I think I'm I'm giving it to Fox, though. I'd rather watch Fox in an all-star game, and his advanced metrics are a little bit more impressive, Uh, slightly better defensive win share, slightly better VORP. So I'll give it to Fox, but Heald is definitely very much in the running. Um, So, yeah, I'm taking Heald off my my ballot here. So Um, the three guys I had on the cusp were Fox, uh, Towns, and Doncic. Yeah, I got Doncic Uh, on my fringe as well. Doncic because, I mean, the expectations for Dallas coming into the season were so low. Yeah. Um, and, you, and so for him to do what he's done, like, even though they're 20 and 23, like, there's they've been in 
a lot of games against a lot of these really good teams and you know that that might be just more learning down the road mm-hmm. uh, but yeah they've been extremely competitive Luka has been amazing to watch obviously he's going to be <laughs> a multiple time all-star um, so yeah uh, I had to leave him out. I had to leave Fox out. And Towns, I mean, he's been an absolute monster since Jimmy Butler's been gone. Yeah. Um, so that was that was that was probably my toughest omission. Um, I was I was honestly uh, debating actually between those bigs like Aldridge, Gobert, um, and Towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I ended up leaving Towns off just because he's got the worst record of the three. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think also the start of the season where he was awful while Butler was doing his Butler thing probably, maybe not fairly, but probably factors into the calculus for Towns a little bit too. Um, so yeah, it's tough, man. But I do think, I like the All-Star team to sort of tell the story of the conference as best as it can. And I do think for 10 different teams to have an all-star or 11 different teams in my case to have an all-star i think that kind of tells the story of this year's west it's very very balanced it's very deep there are a lot of good teams and a lot of really good players and i just like i don't think you can give the warriors more than two i know clay and draymond have been mainstays but like i just don't think they've been nearly good enough to sort of a help the warriors beat out the rest of the conference the way we thought they were going to coming into the year and B, to sort of take the spot of someone who's more deserving, like a De'Aaron Fox or a Tobias Harris. Like, I just think the, the story of the conference is balance, and the All-Star team should reflect that. That's kind of why uh, in the East, what is it, like nine of the guys are from the top five teams on <laughs> both of our teams? Something yeah, like that? So, I guess I have seven, um, but... Um, so that's why, to me, I think if, if the, the NBA is committing to this captains and just picking teams, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it should tell the story about the East or West whatsoever. I think you should just pick the best 24 players. Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, I guess that does tell a story about the West anyway. Um, because, yeah, then you don't have to... Because then v- these guys like Vucevic and Beal and uh, probably Blake Griffin too don't even become fringe guys anymore, right? Yeah. Because then you've probably got Fox in for sure. You've probably got Towns in for sure. Um, and then you might be able to sneak Luka in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be able to. I don't know. Doncic, it's just maybe this is like a dumb take, but it feels weird to put a rookie in the All Star game. I don't know. It's bizarre. It seems I mean, a little dirty. It's just that's that's just how well he's played, right? Oh, he's been amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but no. It, so I mean, I mean, I'm just saying he'd probably have just as good a case as uh, Bradley Beal or Blake Griffin or Vucevic, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, also, I, I had Jamal Murray on my fringe as well. I don't want to uh, overlook that. I think he's very close, and I do agree that if a second team in the West would were to get a second All-Star, like the Nuggets might deserve it more than any other team. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do, 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 you think, do you think Russ will end up making it, though? <sighs> What's he at in the vote right now? He's nowhere near. Oh, he's fourth in voting among guards. So he's not going to start, I don't think. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, that's tough, man. Because, like, Lillard, I think, is, like, a coach's dude. I think the coaches love that dude. I think the coaches also love DeMar. But I feel like the players would probably opt for Russ over at least Dame. Maybe not DeMar. I think the players really like DeMar and respect DeMar, too. Mm -hmm. You have to factor all this shit in, right? It's kind of hard to all piece it together but um yeah as long as derrick rose doesn't make this goddamn team i'll be happy and i'm very oh, terrified that he's gonna make the goddamn team we have some breaking news what's up um the raptors will be without og ananobi uh against the boston celtics oh well, that's not great Van fleet remains questionable huh that's not the best OG's been uh, playing kind of well. reasons for OG. Okay. And uh, Van Vliet is still dealing with his thigh issue. Uh, CJ Miles is also questionable. Right on. Uh, oh, that sucks. OG's useful against the Celtics. He's had some nice games against the Celtics. Yeah. He hurt himself against Boston this year, though, didn't he? Was Didn't that where he hurt his wrist? Yeah, that was the one right. where he went in on that drive and got smacked and there was no foul call. Mm-hmm. And he was hurt. 
Right, right. Yeah. Uh, that's not the best. Hopefully OG's uh, doing okay. I know it's been a rough year personally for him. That sucks that he's had to deal with everything he's dealt with this year. So hopefully all looks good on his front. And uh, I don't know. Do you have any other stray thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Um, just a stray question for you. Uh, do you think there should be... I know we just started this captain's thing, but do you think... Uh, like the rookie sophomore game, that it should maybe move to a U.S. Team USA versus Team World. Ooh, that's interesting. I think it's still probably a little too balanced USA. Um, right. Like, what would the team you Team World starters be like? Giannis obviously, Embiid, uh, like Siakam probably makes that team. Luka, Gobert, Jokic. Yeah, it'd be yeah. close. I just think like, you're kind of falling off. I think the Ben Simmons. The, oh, yeah, that's right. He's uh, Aussie. Yeah, you could yeah. almost do it. I think it'd be a little bit skewed. I think you'd have more guys miss out than maybe, um, because like there'd just be guys who take spots on the end of the international team that maybe you know aren't as deserving as guys who miss out on the U.S. team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'd say not yet, but we're probably getting close to that being a consideration, a very real one. Yeah. Do we consider Kyrie uh, international? Because he's uh, partly Australian, partly man of the world? No, he... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, he had his chance. He picked Team USA. He yeah. could have picked Team Australia, uh, but he didn't. Yeah, so. um, yeah I think not I, just I think, yet. I think, you know, in terms of possibly long-term competition and guys looking forward to that game i think down the line that might be something that's more fun mm-hmm. i mean you think about the bigs for team world oh it'd be wild yeah you got gobert you got um Embiid, you got uh porzingis next year um did they actually they could like if they've got simmons starting they could play some really huge lineups mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, they give that, me that some freaky ass lineups. That's for sure. Jokic, yeah. Jan, Jokic, Giannis, Simmons. Fuck it, throw Gobert out there. Play Jokic as the four. <laughs> wow. Siakam as the two. Simmons. There, there would be there would be no shooting in this lineup, but it would defend everybody's ass and be really fun. <laughs> um, are you? Uh, what are your hopes for the All Star Draft? This can be the last thing before we wrap up because we're going way long. Uh, what are your hopes for the All Star Draft? What do you hope we see? I mean, I was really hoping Kawhi would be the leading poker. <laughs> Still possible. Uh, Still possible. Yeah. Uh, He's second right so now. Giannis, right? Yeah. It, so it looks like it'll be Giannis versus LeBron, right? Those, those those will be the most likely two captains, I think. Yeah. Um. Although, let me, I think it's pretty close right now. I think Kawhi's only like a couple hundred thousand back. Can Kyrie sneak ahead of Giannis? If Kyrie could sneak ahead of Giannis, that would be the other storyline. Ooh, that'd be good. Kyrie going up against LeBron and picking teams. Yeah. Um, I think that would be pretty hilarious. I do just um, want pettiness. I really, really want pettiness. Yes. Uh and then, you know, I'm sure New York will go crazy if Kyrie was picking and then he picked KD right away, so. Uh. <laughs> or the Cl- or Clippers fans would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Nets fans, uh, yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine if Ka- uh, Kawhi is a captain and he ends up picking Tobias Harris? Oh my god, I would die. No, I don't want that anymore. Nope, not even, don't even <laughs> want that possibility. No thank you, I'm all set. <laughs> um, yeah, that's- I hope they get drunk. This is this was always this is the one thing the NHL has done actually extremely well, and they got rid of it because the NHL is stupid. But they did the live draft, and everyone was just like very obviously corked, and it was incredible. Like Ovi was just like drunk out of his mind. Phil Kessel was sitting there, just like stewing in his sads, being the last pick. It was great, and they also gave a card to the guy who was the last pick, so it wasn't all sad or bad or anything like that. It was fun. I, uh, I I very much hope they do it right and not worry about feelings because, like, who gives a damn? They're all all-stars. It's fine. I don't care who's last. So last year, I believe it was Aldridge that was the last pick, right? I um, think so, yeah. 
think that I came out. Correctly. Yeah. So. Um, uh, naturally, if, of course, he was the last. <laughs> I mean, come on. I would I would have to assume that the last pick this year is probably coming from the East. <laughs> yep, probably. Uh, yeah. Um, Unless it's like Gobert. I guess maybe, maybe Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, it's probably Vucevic, really, if he makes it. If he makes it, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's, Siakam, that's probably... if he makes it, will be like unexpectedly high because he feels like a guy people would want to play with because he's fun as hell. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I could definitely see that. I could see Lowry being one of the last picks too. From not, from being honest, unless Kawhi sneaks in there and he's just throwing him a bone to not, you know, yeah. rock the boat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis doesn't feel like a guy I want being the guy to pick. Yes, I know he's like threatened to kick Mario Hazonia in the nuts, but like he's mostly just a sweet boy. I don't think he's going to really be all that petty. Like, Embiid is the dream. <laughs> if DeMar gets picked, do, do you would you rather see him and Kyle back on the same team or go against each other? Ooh, I think on the same team. It's sweet when they play together. It's, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone kind of misses it. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think the preference would be to see them together again. Yeah. But... Oh my, if those two go up against Kawhi. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that'd be... God, I'm already stressed out about all this now. <laughs> As someone who's been reading far too much into everything Kawhi's done this year, and every interaction he's had with the Raptor, like who got really excited when he called Kyle stupid in a joking tone. Um, <laughs> yeah. I am, uh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm concerned about all the implications of a awkward all-star experience for Kawhi. I just want everything to be tickety-boo for him. <laughs> so. I think that's a good note to finish on. Yeah, probably. Uh, Alright. You have anything you want to plug? Uh, just my usual stuff. Uh, you can look out for it uh, at The Athletic, Advice, at Raptors Republic, uh, Sportsnet. Um, and yeah, follow me on Twitter at VivekMJacob. Right on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you get your podcasts. It's very, very appreciated when you do that. Uh, you can also subscribe to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Raptors. There's a mailbag podcast up there that I put there on Sunday. And this week at some point, I will be doing a podcast, I think, if schedules line up, with uh, our pal Joseph Cacharo about Andrea Bargnani. Uh, and the greatest disappointment in, uh, <laughs> in Joey Cash's life, I think, considering the nation of origin of Andrea Bargnani and the team for which he played. So we'll talk all about that on the, on the Patreon uh, feed this week. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 